Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome, not just a sports report. We are about to tune in. It is 4am Australian time, but we were too excited for this UFC London card. So we are going to be here for UFC London thoughts and comments. We're going to go through each of the fights, give some thoughts before, what our bets are, predictions on the fight. I did obviously do, or not obviously, you may not know, I did a predictions podcast as I usually do for most cards. So the predictions are already there. I've gone through a lot of the preview of the fights. So now it's time to sit down and see what happens across the card. I am so pumped. The first fight night with a crowd in years. And yeah, it's just going to be incredible. I'm going to be bummed if I tune in and there's no crowd. I'm pretty sure there are crowds. So there's got to be. They're in London. So very, very keen. The first fight is about to kick off. Uh, I'll... I'm with JJ, so we will tune into that in a moment. And you've got to forgive us because it is 4 a.m. So we've stayed up. We, uh, yeah, the sleep deprivation will be real. There will be some maybe unintentionally silly thoughts or, yeah, comments. But this is UFC London thoughts and comments. This is a time zone thing. Uh, So, yeah, usually different time, but because of London... We're doing things a bit differently, but we're committed to the thoughts and comments. So we are here, 4am. First fight is about to kick off. I will jump over to JJ in a second, but first of all, I'm going to give my thoughts on the first fight. Opening up the card, we've got flyweight action between Mohamed Mokhaev, who fights out of England. He will be the first of the hometown fighters, first of many. He is taking on the American Cody Durden. I've taken Mohamed Mokhaev by decision. Now, Makayev, if you combine his amateur record, he is 29-0. and 0. Uh, So, yeah, he's very formidable. Cody Durden quality as well. Makayev, I have taken a double chance bet for submission or for decision, but ultimately my official prediction was Makayev over Durden by decision. So, going to be very interesting to see how this one plays out. That's going to be the opener, so I'll check in at the end of this opening fight, taking Mokhaev by decision. What are your thoughts, JJ, heading into UFC London today? Or this morning, rather. Yes, excited to get into this card. We stayed up till uh, 4 a.m., as you said. Some hometown fighters on this one. Crowd back, so hopefully they put on a good show. Mokhaev, wow. Opens the show. The home crowd right behind him, booing Cody Durden. Real great energy from the crowd from the first fight of the night. Mikhaev, with the crowd support, comes out just over a minute, it felt like. Wraps up the neck. He got this knee to the face of Cody Durden. And then he wraps up his neck, gets the submission win in the first round very early. Potential performance bonus. What a start to this card. This is going to be a very fun night. So... Wow, the card, I'm going to speak a bit louder. Sorry if this uh, is all of a sudden a bit louder. But yeah, just to get the audio consistent, going to speak a bit louder. Mikhaev, that was 
dominant comprehensive this is going to be such a great card i'll talk about the next fight in a second but i'll just quickly get your thoughts jj on the opening fight flyweight action the youngest fighter in the ufc youngest fighter on the roster at 21 years of age what a performance from Mikhaev. Muhammad Mikhaev, home crowd advantage. They are up 1-0. Sorry, I need to stop mumbling. The energy, the London crowd have brought the energy, so I'm going to try and bring the energy. Mikhaev certainly has first round submission. What are your thoughts, JJ? Alrighty, yeah, Mikhaev came out at a blistering pace, landed that knee, and then did not wait around, just went straight for that choke. Um, yeah, I really like the uh, youthful energy from Mikhaev. Up next, we have women's strawweight action between Corey McKenna, another home crowd favorite. Are they going to go two from two, the home crowd, early? Well, Corey McKenna certainly looks like a prospect. In the first fight, I had the head-to-head right, but I didn't get the method. I thought he was going to win by decision. He came out, Mikhaev absolutely blitzed his opponent in Cody Durden with the submission. I did have the double chance bet. So for this one, I'm not going double chance, even though that worked for me last time. I am going to be jumping on Corey McKenna. Now, the home crowd thing could come into play. She could get the stoppage, but I think this is going to be a close one. And my official prediction was Corey McKenna by prediction. So I'm going to load up, well, not load up, but I'm going to go $20 on McKenna to win by decision so that was ultimately the way i'm going to go maybe i will change some picks as i get swayed and see what it's like in front of this hot crowd but yeah i hopefully this one goes 15 minutes the last one did not it was went 58 seconds but we have today myself and jj the decision stick so it's it's not the huge stick but it's definitely not small uh we use it to keep this rackety old window up here but it, it's become the decision stick. So when there is a fight that goes to decision, one of us will hold the decision stick. We're going to say who we think uh, wins. And yeah, we're just going to... It might only be for this podcast, but we're going to see the decision stick and what, what kind of things unfold in UFC London. So up next, Corey McKenna, Elise Reed. I have Corey McKenna by decision. Did you have any thoughts on the upcoming strawweight fight, JJ? Yeah, we got another young, hot prospect from England or from Wales, McKenna. Got her in a nice multi here with Mikhaev as well. So hopefully she'll be riding the home crowd energy as well as Mikhaev did because, yeah, I feel like that's going to force a lot of the fights to um, some exciting uh, finishes, hopefully. So let's see how this one goes. All right, I'm up with the decision stick. Uh, to me, looked like McKenna just snagged the first round with uh, the takedown at the end. But Reed was trading well most of the time, and I got to give the second two rounds to her. So I think her hand might get raised. McKenna does look very excited. Let's see how it all goes down. And it ended up being a split decision towards Reed. Uh, yeah, so I guess my, my call was on point there. I don't know if I would go a split decision. Um, yeah, I think Reed, I don't want to say convincingly won that, but it looked pretty clear, especially after the second two rounds, or the second and third round, excuse me. But we're about to jump into the next one. Did you have any thoughts on that fight, Mick? Yeah, uh, look, I had the bet on McKenna. I had tickets on it. I was really confident. 
But yeah, you were right. She won the second round, at least Reed. I thought McKenna maybe won the first, but the significant strikes were won in every round by Elise Reed. I think you were right. The split decision was a little bit generous. I think ultimately Elise Reed deserved that win. She was definitely a danger matchup. A lot of tests for prospects. McKenna failing the kind of test that I personally had going into this for her. Not that she would care. She'd be more devastated about the loss. But uh, Makayev passing the test. McKenna unfortunately failing. Elise Reed passing the test most definitely. But now it's time to jump into bantamweight action. This is going to be one of the great fights on the card. The undefeated hometown native. He's Welsh, but the crowd will be getting around him. Jack Shaw up against Timur Valiev. All right, so I'm going to sit down, watch this fight, and then we'll be back with some thoughts and comments. It'll be my turn with the decision stick next. If this one goes to decision, are we going to see a big finish? As for my prediction at the moment... No method of victories, right? Head-to-head, I am 1-1. One and one. So I've gone Jack Shaw, the underdog, in this one. I've taken him by decision, but looking at a double chance as well, submission or decision. But ultimately, my overall pick, Jack Shaw, by decision. So let's tune in to this huge bantamweight fight. All right, so I have the decision stick. Uh, it, it was a very, very crazy fight. Valiev was probably the winner of the first round but one thing I'm focusing on a lot is the second round of the fight in particular and then the third when it is coming to it so I have the decision stick this time around JJ was correct the first time I went for Jack Shaw by decision and very close I thought going into the third that was where it was up for grabs there were several times where Shaw looks like it looked like he was going to get the knockout Valiev had him locked in a submission attempt he looked, he had the hand, he nearly tapped out. The crowd went wild, he got out of it. Jack Shaw has done enough in my opinion, but we're going to tune in to the decision and his interview. And then myself and JJ will be back with some thoughts and comments, but I feel really confident that I finally got that method of victory and head-to-head correct. So first pick of the card, hopefully, where I've picked it right, Jack Shaw undefeated streak remains I felt like Valiev was quality enough to not get finished. And Jack Shaw would have finished a lot of fighters in those moments. And Valiev showed a lot of heart, a lot of grit right at the end of the fight, which I rated Valiev enough to say, like, I think this is going to be a decision, which that fell into the favor of Timur. But Jack Shaw, in my opinion, getting it done, we are going to tune in for the official decision now. Yeah, nice performance from Shaw there. Valiev definitely came out uh, the stronger, but Shaw worked into it nicely in the second and third rounds to, uh, yeah, really put a stamp on the performance, almost getting the finish there as well. So, yeah, nice one from Shaw. And the home crowd definitely um, was up and about when, as Mick said, he escaped a submission. And then he rode the momentum, I feel, and that was um, maybe perhaps what helped him get across the line. Valley have good performance from him too. All right, I am very happy with that. Jack Shaw getting it done for me. Uh, that gets the bets rolling. Now we got a bit to play with in the kit. And yeah, very happy. So huge shout-out to Jack Shaw getting it done by decision. I've done my research, so hopefully we can get the ball really rolling now. Heading into this fight featuring the number 11 ranked lightweight 
or light heavyweight, my apologies, Paul Craig, the Scotsman, going to have the crowd support up against the Ukrainian in Nikita Krylov, who is the number nine ranked light heavyweight. So a lot of people felt this should have been on the main card, but no doubt this is going to be one of the great fights on the card. Uh, as for my prediction, look, Paul Craig could be chasing the submission here. He's the only guy who stopped Jamal Hill. This is going to be a really fun fight. Uh, now, Paul Craig is on a five-fight unbeaten streak. Second most submissions in UFC light heavyweight history with five. And look, he's going to be pumped, but I've gone against him in this one with my prediction. Scottish flag we can see in the crowd. The home crowd are very pumped, making a lot of noise. But I'm taking Nikita Krylov. I've put him in a few bets here too, so... I'm really going to be riding this Nikita Krylov, and there's one way I'm looking for it to happen. That is the knockout. So there's a couple of knockouts I have littered throughout this card. I think Paul Craig is very dangerous, but his intentions to retire in the very near future is a red flag for me. So I'm going to go with Nikita Krylov to get the knockout finish. Anything could happen in this one, so you're going to tune in very eagerly, but I'm going to be taking... Krylov by knockout. So time to sit down now. And yeah, I'm going to be riding this one hard, trying to get the ball really rolling. The prelims are where I like to pick up my momentum. And in terms of the action, this has a really major bearing. In terms of the landscape of the light heavyweight division, Nikita Krylov, here's a stat, finished 26 of 27 wins. Submission specialist, knockout specialist. The most of uh, wins he has in his career are by submission. So very interesting. Paul Craig, very, very quality. The most wins he's had also by submission. So the knockout, maybe it's not going to happen, but the Jack Shaw decision may not have happened. I got that one. We'll see how we go on this one, but I'm taking Krylov by knockout. Very keen. The card, it's starting to heat up. The crowd are really starting to fill in. There is some serious noise being made. They are in support of Paul Craig. Time to sit down and watch this light heavyweight fight. We'll be back after with our thoughts and comments. Wow, Paul Craig with a very impressive submission. I was thinking of going him earlier in the week by submission. That was the danger when I bet for Krylov to win by knockout. Paul Craig, such a dangerous submission artist, especially off his back. And the Scotsman gets it done. What a huge night. What a huge occasion. We will listen to the interview, but before that... Uh, JJ, what are your thoughts and comments on that victory? Yeah, Craig took a lot of damage on his back there. A lot of big, heavy hammer fist blows. But he, um, Krylov just overextended with one of them. And he managed to catch him in an instant with a triangle choke with the legs. And in, in a matter of seconds, he was tapping out. So really impressive performance from Craig there. And we'll see where he goes from here. Just quickly, one place I think he'll go from here most definitely after defeating number nine ranked Krylov is the light heavyweight division's top 10. Now on a four fight win streak. Great victory for Paul Craig. Okay, up next we have got heavyweight action. This is bound to end in knockout. We have one of the biggest prospects, almost literally in stature. Huge reach advantage for the younger, fitter, stronger Sergei Pavlich or Pavlovich, sorry, who had his UFC debut against Alistair Overeem, lost there, that was his only loss, has suffered from a lack of activity, injury, all sorts of things, but he's going up here against Shamil 
Abdurakmanov, and this is bound to end in knockout. Shamil, look, he's good. And look, my head, my predictions have been not great so far, so I think I'm 2-2. Two and two. So, look, this one is very clear-cut. Heavy favorite, Pavlovich. I am definitely jumping on knockout. I think maybe first-round knockout, but yeah, I am expecting fireworks here, and I am taking Sergei Pavlovich by knockout. We'll report back at the end of the fight, and yeah, as I said, I'm expecting to come back reporting about a big knockout. All right, it's all over. A little bit cagey for the first couple of minutes, but then it exploded in a few exchanges. Um, cooled down again there for a second, but then Pavlovich landed a, a good one and uh, had Shamil on the ground covering up. Had to see that fight going down, Mick. Yeah, look, that was the likely outcome, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. A great result. Uh, big knockout. I wasn't sure whether it was going to come in the first round, but geez, it felt like that was going to end in the first five minutes. Sergei Pavlovich gets me back on track with the knockout win. He was the heavy favorite, uh, but that leads us into, I believe, next is the featured prelim between Mike Grundy and Marquan Amerkani. This is really interesting. I've taken a double chance of Grundy by knockout or by decision. Now, he's a submission specialist, but overall, my official prediction was Mike Grundy to win by decision. So we're going to tune into this featured prelim. If Armakani gets it done, maybe it's by submission or knockout. Maybe he gets a stoppage. But look, I'm interested to see whether Mike Grundy can get the stoppage here. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, Mark one, I do have a lot of question marks in the second and third rounds. He's definitely very finishable, so that's what leans me towards not just going straight out Grundy by decision. I think Grundy can absolutely wrap it up within the three rounds, but I've gone Grundy by decision. We'll see how this fight plays out. All right, we were right. Oh, sorry to be late. That's okay. We were riding that one pretty hard. Mike Grundy does not get it done for us. Fuck Shot me. for the leg. Shot for the leg. Got the leg, but as he was falling down, um, Amakani had already shifted towards the neck and got it in a tight grip, and it was pretty much over from there. And, uh, you know, so disappointing was that the mix doesn't even want to comment. So, And I don't think it, it doesn't require extra comment. There wasn't much to that fight, basically. And, yeah, not much to our bets at the moment. Grundy. Yeah. Even even at the bit, you know, the crowd to hype him up. He was, Badness. yeah. So I'm I'm gonna f- uh, fade on my Grundy in future if we see him pop up again. Anyway, next fight. All right, up next we have had a little bit of time to digest the prelims. We have Ilya Tapuria opening up the main card with his move to lightweight, potential future matchup for Paddy the Batty. I am very, very keen to see Ilya in action, one of the UFC's top prospects, up against Jai Herbert, who is a massive danger matchup. He is going to have the crowd support. Tapuria has been beefing with Paddy the Batty. I expect Ilya to be booed in this one. Now, head-to-head in the prelims, I was 3-3, and so very average. My goal, head-to-head for the main card, is to go 6 from 6. I want to get them all right, so I'm just going to go for it. Aim high, uh, and six from six, I'm going for it. And I'm also going to really will on six correct method, six correct methods of victory. So to open, 
I want to open in style. I'm really feeling this. A big knockout win for Tapuria. I've got a double chance bet as well for him to just get a stoppage. Uh, but what I want here, the best result. And my official prediction in my preview podcast, I'm taking Ilya Tapuria over Jai Herbert by knockout. And I have Ilya Tapuria as a major future threat at 155 pounds. So that is my prediction for this one. Ilya Tapuria by knockout. We're going to sit down and watch all the action unfold. All right. Absolutely savage knockout here from Ilya Tapura. Definitely got a new fan in myself. Humble, yet also shit-talking, calling Paddy Pimlet a blonde bitch, calling him out. Uh, he's yet to fight tonight, so that'll be interesting to see if he gets up tonight. Um, but yeah, Ilya Tapura, definitely one to watch. He actually got rocked pretty bad in that first round with a head kick, managed to regain his composure, um, and then, yeah, just unleashed a nice combo body and then just a rocked him, absolutely snapped his neck back, and he was out before he hit the ground. Yes, would be keen to see him fight again for sure. Yeah, hugely impressive for Ilya Tapuria. I was a bit worried he was much smaller in stature. I did have Tapuria by knockout, riding, aiming high for that six from six. That is one from one on the main card, trying to get the positive momentum going. I was really worried Jai Herbert was a danger matchup. Herbert got that, like, kick to the face. Tapuria did look in a massive amount of trouble, but in the end, Ilya Tapuria, with the huge second-round knockout, just murked him, that body shot, and then, yeah, knocked him out cold. Unbelievable finish. Hugely impressive. Two of the main prospects I've been keeping an eye on, Jack Shaw getting the win, but Tapuria getting an even bigger statement win. He wants Paddy the baddie. So that is the fight to make if Paddy wins, in my opinion. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, Paddy's teammate in the strawweight division, Meatball Molly McCann, been in the UFC for a while trying to piece it all together. She has a huge hometown crowd. She is warming it up, setting the tone for Paddy the baddie, and it is going to be unreal. Huge amount of hype around this fight. Molly McCann, last fight, won by unanimous decision. And she's the former Cage Warriors flyweight champion. So this is going to be great. This is one of my main danger fights. And on the main card, this fight and Dan Hooker's fight with Arnold Allen are the two that I feel very uh, not sure about, 50-50, and feel like my picks could definitely lose. But in this one, oh, pardon me, uh, excuse my phone. Uh, In this one, I am taking Meatball Molly McCann by decision, I've done a side bet of will the fight go the distance? Yes, because I can definitely see Luana getting the win in this one by decision, but I'm going to go with the hometown advantage. It swayed me ever so slightly, but I am always very wary of betting against Luana Carolina. But here we go, about to strap ourselves in. I am backing me, Ball Molly McCann. As for Luana Carolina, she is riding back to back wins a two-time Brazilian Muay Thai champion. What a fight we are in store for. Let's tune in. I'm going to get around the crowd atmosphere, and we'll be back at the end of this one, potentially with the decision stick. So I believe JJ will be next up for the decision stick. I am hoping this one goes all 15 minutes, but this is going to be a close one. 
One of my bonus predictions was Molly McCann by split decision. I think this one is going to be extremely close. Let's tune in. Strawweight action, meatball, Molly McCann up against Luana Carolina. Wow, another one ends with a bang. Meatball Molly McCann uh, unleashed some hell on the first two rounds. It got into round three and then an absolutely savage spinning back elbow to take out Carolina, who was fully knocked out, like eyes rolling back type knockout. Wow. Um, crowd obviously going wild. Paddy Pimlet going wild. Molly McCann going wild. It was quite a scene. How'd you, how'd you read that one, Mick? All right. So, Molly McCann, huge knockout finish. I had her by decision, but the home crowd got her fired up. She had the intent the whole way through. It looked like she was going to get the knockout in the first round. Gee whiz, spinning elbow unbelievable finish she could definitely be in for a 50k bonus it'll be stiff if she doesn't get it what a way to set the tone for patty the batty and we've got wayne rooney in the crowd brandon moreno as well but wow molly mccann getting it done head to head so far going pretty well uh but method of victory was off on that one i thought decision I was pretty confident toward the end there, but man, that spinning back fist was huge, as we see in advertisement. All right, we're jumping into the next fight. It's Gunnar Nelson taking on Takashi Sato. And yeah, I'm pretty interested in this one from a betting perspective. Uh, I really liked your preview, suggesting that Nelson uh, was very strong on takedowns and Sato was perhaps vulnerable to those, so... I'm just on the head-to-head at the moment, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this one plays out. All right, the decision stick is out for this fight, and it's a pretty easy one. Gunnar Nelson was pretty much dominant the entire time. Uh, Sade did well to survive, uh, not getting choked out. Um, Nelson went for it pretty much in all three rounds. He was looking for the choke, um, got, got the takedown after a bit of on-the-feet action to start. But yeah, Sato, absolutely no chance in that one. But unfortunately, Nelson couldn't quite get the finish for the crowd. The crowd was going for it. And yep, there we go. Nelson gets his hand raised. Pretty clear cut there. Anything you wish to add, Mick? All right. Well, the intent was definitely there from Gunnar Nelson, but he couldn't get it done in the end. Credit most definitely to Takashi Sato. He has worked very hard on that. A lot of times where the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt in Gunnar Nelson was looking to wrap that neck up. And look, it was a decisive victory, but Gunnar Nelson not able to get that submission, which was my prediction for that fight. Uh, but I did have him head-to-head as well. So yeah, head-to-head going all right. That one, he was the sizable favorite. And speaking of sizable favorites, up next, this is the people's main event, Paddy Pimblett, Rodrigo Vargas. We're just going to sit down, we are going to get into the full atmosphere, watch the fight, and we will be back at the end with a result. I've got a bet of double chance for Paddy Pimblett to win this by stoppage, either knockout or submission. And in my podcast preview and predictions, I went for Paddy Pimblett by submission. So going to be 
a very, very fun fight. Looking forward to it. Let's see what happens in this one. All right. Well, Paddy Pimblett living up to that X Factor. That was everything. We could have asked for it. My prediction was for him to win by submission. He got it done in that method. In a little bit of trouble, not much early. Copped a punch to the face. Then he just, yeah, twisted it right in his favor. Got the momentum with the takedown. Ended up locking up the submission in the first round. All the fanfare, the crowd going crazy. He had the X Factor on the mic. And yeah, huge win for Paddy Pimblett. Definitely... I don't know if it'll be performance of the night. We've seen some huge performances, but like that was the people's main event. And yeah, that had a really big feeling to it. X Factor. JJ made the comment he's interested to watch the journey and see who's someone's going to really knock him out or mess him up at some stage. But I'm I'm on the hype train. I don't know. There is something about Paddy Pimblett where I think he can be a big success, but he is in a stacked division at 155 pounds. He mentioned Ilya Tapuria as one the name he wants next. Who Tapuria mentioned him. That's the fight to make. That's a really big fight. Tapuria undefeated. That is like an immediate test for Paddy the Batty. Uh, and if he takes that fight, then nobody can criticize him or accuse him of like not taking big opponents. Because like I know like Sugar Sean, I guess is the best example I can give. Where although awesome fighter. A lot of criticism heaped on him for like his opponents and beating guys, which not not his fault. I don't mind the idea of building guys up and then you pick the right fights. And Tapuria, Pimblet is the right fight. That has huge hype. That would be a great like co-main event or main event of a fight night. Like you just need you need a crowd there for that one. Rivalry sell fights. This is a genuine rivalry between two studs. Both of them getting it done in emphatic fashion. This evening, so or this morning rather, Australian time. So, really, really big win for Paddy Pimblett. I got that one right, get, picking him by submission. And yeah, absolutely huge there. After the fight, he didn't just mention Tapuria, uh, Pimblett. He also called out Mark Zuckerberg, said that he is the biggest bully in the world. Look, there are bigger bullies, but yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not look. I'm not going to go too hard because I don't know. Like, look, he doesn't own podcast platforms, but like, he's he's in that kind of form where he may just take this down. But uh, yeah, like Pimblet said, he's the biggest bully in the world, and it's true. It's like you know what? How many bots do you see on Instagram and the likes, and how much just rancid shit goes on with advertising and them collecting data? And yeah, how many times have you reported? someone for something that is genuinely offensive and they get back to you which i don't do a lot like look i'm on it like honestly i don't get offended by much to like click report but anything that's like outwardly i'm just like oh my god fuck this shit this is like bad information or like really negative could affect people in a negative way then i report it they don't do shit you post like a meme or like a half naked photo that's not obscene or like lewd and they take you down like yeah memes and yeah all sorts of shit that's one thing at not just a sports report like i have to consider that these motherfuckers could just drop my instagram at any stage so yeah working on definite other formats website uh and just other general hubs for not just a sports report but right now 
the best form uh, to keep up to date is the Instagram. But yeah, really happy with that Mark Zuckerberg call out from Patty Pimblett. I'd like to see more personally. It'd be good if we had like NBA athletes being like, yeah, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. And it became a thing. It doesn't have to be him specifically, but yeah. He's maybe a lizard. Like, this is not... I, I, I am genuinely... I'll put it out there. I'm not a believer in lizard people. But if... If someone was like, there is one amongst us, I'd be like, Mark Zuckerberg, first guess, has the most lizard-like vibes. Because he's not quite snake-like. Like, he is... Does have snake tendencies. Sorry, I'll get off this tangent in a second. But, uh... Yeah, more of a lizard tendency. So again, I'm not trying to go down any rabbit hole here. I'm just trying to say if there is someone amongst us who is a lizard, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, public profile, he's a public lizard. So yeah, that is it on that topic. And I'm going to move on now to the co-main event between Dan Hooker from my home city, Auckland, New Zealand, up against the hometown favorite, undefeated in the UFC. Both genuine title contenders. This is going to be an unreal co-main event. Arnold Allen, Dan Hooker. Hooker dropping down to featherweight after a big run at lightweight. And I've gone Dan Hooker, my countryman, by decision in this one. So should be interesting regardless. Arnold Allen, a lot of people have said to me, why are you going against Allen? And I am very nervous about this one. It was strictly because I'm going for my fellow countryman in Dan Hooker. And that's burnt me before. Arnold Allen is a stud, but I'm going to sit back and see what happens in this co-main event. There shall be no lizard Zuckerberg chat from this point forward. But yeah, that's some food for thought. And yeah, again, not, not in a super serious way. I don't really think Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard, but I definitely agree he's a bully. And he fucking takes things down. And that's all I'm going to stay. And Mark Zuckerberg or any of his fucking uh, reps don't take this down. Wow. Another explosive performance from uh, the Englishman, Alan. Uh, he caught Hooker with, a, I think it was a straight, and then saw some weakness. He'd stumbled in him and then just absolutely unleashed with the power of the crowd behind him. He didn't quite get him in the first flurry, but uh, he settled for about a minute or so, then caught caught Hooker again and then just unleashed again, and, and Hooker was just barely defending, so the fight had to be stopped. But yeah, ex- absolutely explosive performance from Allen, and um, yeah, great to see crowds back at these fights. All right, up next is our main event. They are walking out now. Heavyweight action. This is the big one. Tom Aspinall, my, one of my favorite prospects in the entire UFC, my favorite prospect in the heavyweight division, up against the perfect test room, Alexander Volkov. He has title aspirations of his own. This is going to be huge. Personally, for the main event, I have taken Tom Aspinall by knockout. Looking to finish strong here. Had a decent card Overall, the prelims weren't too great. Uh, but look, it's been... Look, Dan Hooker as well, just going back to that co-main event. Major concerns now. I have major concerns in terms of Dan Hooker. But the main event, I don't have major concerns. For either of these men, I rate Volkov. But Aspinall, 
Look, Volkov's talented. He's taken Curtis Blades to decision when he lost, and he took Cyril Garn to decision when he lost. But Tom Aspinall, there's something about him. Same with Paddy Pimblett. There are certain hype trains that I go all in on, and some, like, everyone's got to lose, and everyone can lose at any moment. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. But Tom Aspinall, I don't think he's going to stop until he at least reaches a title shot until it at least reaches that point uh so yeah i think this is a big night huge night and yeah i'm picking it tom aspinall to win by knockout myself and jj are going to sit down and what we're going to do i don't know if this is going to go five rounds it's possible volkov uh that may favor him but i think there's going to be a finish here myself and jj are going to report back at the end of each round so we'll report back at the end of the first round whether there's a finish or just we'll kind of have an update on what happened in the first round. All right, very well-rounded, classy performance there from Aspinall. Just looks like he's got it all. He's got the, the jiu-jitsu, he's got the striking, and he just moves so fast to such a big man. Yeah, he really looks the complete package, so gonna ride this hype train really hard as well see how far he can go um he's called out tied to avasa next or did you like what you saw here from very impressed with tom aspinall obviously i had him as a contender in the division huge prospect well he's called out tied to avasa that is a fight that i would love to see winner of that could conceivably fight for the title but the whole situation with inganu it's very hard to tell what exactly is happening in the heavyweight division. Is Stepe coming back? Is John Jones going to fight? So, yeah, very hard to tell the way forward in this division. But Aspinall calling out Tai Tuivasa, they are the two futures of the division. Now, I think Tuivasa, if Blades, Curtis Blades wins next weekend, uh, either, any of those three could match up against each other. Derek Lewis versus Aspinall could be really interesting. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of potential options. Maybe tied to Avasa versus Stipe. A lot on the line. Next weekend, we'll get a few more answers as to where everything stands as the number eight ranked heavyweight Chris Dorcas takes on the fourth ranked Curtis Blades. But tonight, the crowds are back for the fight nights. London, England, uh, Tom Aspinall has his moment in the main event. A great showing, got the submission win. I took knockout, but look, he got it done in really impressive fashion. And yeah, that's thoughts and comments, basically. Uh, very impressed. Be interesting to see who gets the performance bonuses. But yeah, I guess it's time. The card has just finished. That's basically the thoughts. So it's time to put this out there. You can have a listen, see what you agree with, maybe what you didn't agree with. And we went from the early prelims, as you would have heard by now. So, uh, yeah, you would have heard some things maybe you missed. Anyway, that has been the UFC London thoughts and comments. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I've got to look into it, but I believe next weekend, maybe from Columbus, Ohio, I believe we may have a USA fight night crowd for the first time in years. So very, very exciting times ahead. I'm excited for next weekend. Look, head to head, I did really well, or pretty well. I think I got every fight on the main card, except Dan Hooker, who I have major question marks over. I'll have to run my eye over the card, but 
yeah, ultimately this night belonged to a lot of the big hype trains, notably Aspinall, Arnold Allen and Paddy Pimblett in those spotlight positions. But Meatball Molly McCann had an awesome showing and Ilya Tapuria opening up the main card. Wowie. So a lot of fun fights that could stem from this. I'd love to see Tapuria versus Paddy the Batty. Uh, and yeah, the heavyweight division, a lot of questions still to be answered there. So plenty going on in the UFC. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, make sure to follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. You'll be able to hear as soon as new UFC content drops. And coming up next, it's going to be my UFC preview and predictions for the Blades and Dorcas card. A lot of fighters on that card that I'm very familiar with, so I'm looking forward to delving into that. But tonight belongs to the Englishman and the Englishwoman. What a card. What a night of fights or a morning for us from all involved, fighter-wise. And yeah, we've stayed up all night. It's now, what's the time? It's now 9.45, so we've worked hard to get this out there. We'll just uh, do a little bit of editing, and then it's time to put this out there. So up next, Dorcas Blades preview and predictions. This has been UFC London Thoughts and Comments. Until next time, from myself and JJ, take care.